again, everybody, and welcome back to 15 Good Minutes. It's your guy, Coach B, as always, with the A-Team. Freddie, how are you today, sir? Well, and you? How are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing, GR? Good to go, man. Good to go. What <laughs> I want to do today is I'm going to cue up something that I think is probably something we probably could have talked about on any of the earlier episodes. The fact that each one of us uh, used to be a coach. And so what I want to talk about today is, is, is some of the things in coaching and you know, in general, get a little temperature about, you know, what you did, why you did it. Um, so, you know, I'm going to start off with, with, with you, JR. What got you into coaching? I've always been one that, that, that could deal with kids. And I like to, man, you know, like uh, I've, I've instructed martial arts for maybe, what, 15, 20 years? All kids, just about. Some adults. Uh, when I went with you guys, I think in 2003, I hooked up with you guys and started filming. And it was just, it was just a natural transition from filming to trying to get on the bench. And one, one thing I know about coaching is for me, you have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. You understand? I can, I can give people positive feedback, but I can't, we have people to instruct to do, you know what I'm saying? For kids to do what they do. And that was, that was the role for me as far as coaching was concerned from martial arts, I was, I was the man we had, you know, 20 something kids and they're all training and that, that was it, you know, but I've always had a good, a good uh, rapport with dealing with kids. So, so Freddie, um, what got you into coaching or, or, or why did you begin coaching when you did? Two main reasons was one uh, moving to Virginia in 2006 um, just being new to the area, didn't have family or, or what have you. Um, I, I took coaching as one, um, as a part to introduce myself to my local community. And I love the game of football period. So I think, you know, those two, those two elements, uh, meshed well with, with ultimately what I was doing and, and, and three, um, just wanting to try to help and mentor young men you are you have the element of the kid you know on the on the on the field or court whatever sport mm -hmm. it is and then you have the element in the classroom and then you have the element at home and those are 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 three different dynamics that all impacts one individual and so i was trying to at least try to bridge the gap between those three you'll find that that resonates with a lot of coaches in terms of why they do what they do and, um, and, and giving back to society. I mean, for me, um, what got me into coaching was uh, in the early nineties, uh, I was coaching, you know, an intramural team for work. Um, and I liked it. And I, I think I took it more seriously than they wanted me to because I was calling practices. Mind you, this is an intramural league. Um, when we showed up at games, I was suited and booted. Um, I had a trainer. Uh, I had our games filmed. So when we came in, it was like, what the hell's going on? But while I was doing it, out of the um, three years we were there, we won two titles. And, and that meant a lot to me. And then one of the guys that I was coaching was like, man, you should look into this. I was like, oh, I don't know if I have that. Um, so I still like to do it. And back then faxes were big. They didn't have all these texts and stuff. So it was all fax machines. So I, I sent a fax to about 10 different schools said, Hey, I'd like to, you know, come on your staff and be a coach. I had no experience. I got one response back, you know, from Mark Sewell turned out to be my mentor. 
And he said, I want you to come here to Centerville. We're going to do the interview on the court. And we did the interview while we played pickup. Uh, and he showed me the ropes. He's the one afraid to introduce me to uh, University of North Carolina. That's how that became my mentor school. We would go down there. We spent time down there with Coach Smith. Um, um, we spent time down there with his staff. That's where I met you know, Vince Carter and, and Anton Jameson and that group. So that's when I really got into, into love in Carolina because they were actually helping me develop as a coach. And, and I still have relationships with, with uh, quite a few of them. So that's kind of what got me into that. I'm going to pivot and go back to you, Freddie, and say, you know, how long did you coach? And do you have any one or two favorite moments from when you did coach? I coached from 2006 all the way through what? When did I move here? I think um, probably 2019. And so one of the biggest moments to me, one of the biggest moments was um, there was a kid um, and I, I was the head coach and I, I would always get go around and look at the individual drills and how we're doing things. And so um, I, I was one of the one of the kids. I thought he was very talented. He just needed additional tutelage. And so um, it was a it was a play. You know, I was, you know, showing him how to when the ball is in the air, how to defend it. You know, um, you know, one on one, the ball is in the air. Um, and I showed him how how to turn his hips, uh, how to look back and reach reach up. He ended up intercepting the ball during the game, which I had went over it with him in practice all week. Now, we still ended up losing the game. But what I showed him in practice, he, he, he did it and executed it in in the game. And that gave him more confidence to um, for the next year. He were he was a bigger part of our program. Probably the second biggest moment is uh we were playing, I think, good counsel. Gonzaga was playing good counsel. It was a Friday night. And um, all we had to do is win. And we were in the playoffs. And I, I think uh, against that team, Stefan Diggs was on that team. It was just that that playoff atmosphere and, and the coaches, you know, because, you know, good counsel, they were the team to beat at the time in the, in the conference. And, uh, you know, we gave them everything that they could handle. We lost. We didn't make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, that was a very, you know, great moment, you know, from the coaching staff to the players. So that was a very good moment. Excellent. JR, give me a favorite moment for, from your time coaching. It's when we won. Uh, <laughs> when we won it all in 08. That was, I mean, that was a great feeling, you know, just to come together in one team and, win a state championship, you know, you know, that's a hard thing to do, even though we've been close quite a few times, you know, that's, that's probably one of my favorite moments uh, in coaching. And I think a, a close second is seeing the guys that we coach go on to do, you know, better things, you know, that's, that's one of the, the, the best feelings. Now, you know how we used to uh, go to the gym in Christmas time, here comes all the guys, you know what I'm saying? And uh, they come back to, to, to work out and, and show the guys, hey, you got to do it like this. You know, that is a great feeling. That's a great feeling. My favorite moments are kind of a combination with both of you said. I remember distinctly the first time we beat Oxen Hill. And it was a regular game and it was important. And it, I, it's odd that I say that because when I retired, I was coaching at Oxen Hill. But at this time, it was Largo. And Oxen Hill might have been what, what good counsel was to you, Freddie. But in our league, they were just bullies, man. I mean, just bullies. 
there was time we'd be playing them and, and their coach would be telling his kids during the game, they're soft. You have to beat them hard. I mean, he's yelling this out. Yeah. So when we beat them and we went through the line, I gave him a message about soft and not soft. And here's the key. We never lost to them again. That was critical to our development. And then our first ever regional championship at Suitland, uh, they had a, um, a future San Francisco 49 linebacker on their team. So thankfully he was a football player, not a basketball player. That was big. And to your point, GR, I would say every time we went to the final four, we had four final fours and two championships. And there's something special about the bus ride, about the atmosphere yep. that day. Even when we're doing shoot around to JR's point about kids coming back. Uh, every time we were in the final four, kids were coming back. They're supposed to be in college all over the country. They walking through our gym while we getting shots up. It's a loose environment. Music is playing. And as you get off that bus and the University of Maryland is there to take care of you and escort you and everything is just a notch higher. And I thought it was important because it showed the kids this is what it can be like for you, you know, when you get to the collegiate level. So um, for me, winning was important, but also, like JR said, the development enough of these kids to the point where to this day, and I'm not going to say how old I am, but to this day on my birthday, I still get you know, pings from former players from, from, you know, years and years ago, guys that yep. are, you, you know, will. grown men with families today, you know, some of them are officiating, some of them are coaching. So um, that's always been really, really good. Last question on this front that I have for you guys, I'm going to start with you, JR is why did you stop coaching? COVID was a big reason. Uh, you know, I, I had some medical conditions. I, I can't just be out there like that, you know? Uh, if things was different, I don't know if I'm, I might've put another good two, two or three years in, you know, it, if we've been together a long time. Think about it. You've been there three years before me. I've been there since Oh three. We've been together with the same head coach, even though we moved from one school to another and we built up a trust, a friendship that will probably never be broken. You know? And so if anyone, one of them will call me up and say, Hey man, I need to do this. I'm gonna help them. Cause that's, that's, that's my man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So as you asked that question, I actually thought about it just that fast. And and one to Jay Wright's point, he said he lacked an edge this year. And my last year, I, I lacked an edge um, to where in the summer times, getting getting up, going to, to camps, whether it be uh, Frostburg or wherever, just just the routine of getting through the season, the seven on sevens during the summer. So just that grind, it, you almost kind of wish like, OK, you could just go into preseason camp, but you can't do that. And then on a personal note, it was just one of those things to where, you know, I felt like I had given enough of myself I had helped enough young men you know get to levels that they probably never you know envisioned and um I said it was time for me to just step away and focus on me you know and focus on you know relationship family aspects you know and and that that was really the key because I I dealt with it you know you know in a marriage and you know, things up, things down, you know, you get a divorce and a lot of that is, you know, you're gone and, you know, you know, you come home from practice, you're looking at film, you're going over game, you know, you're on calls with coaches putting together, you know, those are, those are times to where you're taken away from family time. So I just kind of um, decided that it, that was best for me. And I, I sensed it, but I just kept holding on. Whether you do one year or 30 years, any amount of time that you give of yourself at that level is extremely demanding. 
Um, and, and to Freddie's point, I'll start there and kind of work my way back. It's not for everybody. Uh, it really is. It, it is a major, at least, and, and again, for the three of us, we, we did it at the high school varsity level. Um, it's a major commitment. It's not just the time that you're in practice or doing these other things. It, it's the meetings afterwards. It's, it's the 10 p.m. phone call. It's the idea. It's getting online. It's doing scouting. It will consume you. It consumed me anyway, seven days a week. I would say, you know, starting around Labor Day, once we got back into school, all the way through that last game of the season in March. Um, I personally gave it up because for me, the kid is it's, it's a different type of kid now. And that's not good for me. There's an air of expectancy that I saw from the kids that I didn't think was earned in my world. You know, I'm not handing out jerseys. You're going to earn that jersey. But I started seeing Freddie like maybe in the last three years, kids were coming in like, hey, I'm here. What, what do you got for me? I'm like, man, get the hell out of here. You know, no, no one, there's no, there's no work ethic anymore. And I, I probably blame the parents more than anyone, but I found that the kids were coming in with their hand out instead of coming in like they were in 2000, 2001 saying, what I got to do, I'll run that extra suicide. Little things, Freddie, like if practice was at three o'clock in the old days, when I come in the gym at three, kids are sweating already. They done been there 15 minutes, ready to go. Fast forward, I go in the gym now at three o'clock and I can see kids just coming in and heading to the locker room. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, you don't value that. So I started seeing a change in the kid and their parents. So it wasn't them, it's me. If I'm the only voice in the room saying that this is wrong, I knew then that it was time for me to go. Um, but, but to Freddie's point, I feel comfortable that I gave everything that I had to, to those kids. I still live vicariously uh, through a lot of friends that, that still coach. You know, Coach Howard is still going out there getting it in. Coach Ward is getting it in. My good buddy, Coach Sherm, out of Chapelgate, are getting it in. So when I want to get my fix, I start bugging those guys. I, you know, maybe I can go to their practices, go to their games, et cetera. But um, you feel a sense of – I felt a sense of, uh, of relief you know, once I was done, when I was in, I was all in, but, but once I got out, it was, uh, it, it, it was a load off. So um, I, I will say on, on behalf of, you know, uh, all the, all the kids, all the lives that you two guys touched, you know, the parents, the administrators, thank you, you know, because it is, a, it is a serious level of effort to both you guys. I like to say, thanks. Thanks a hell of a lot for your, for your time and your energy and the effort that you gave uh, to, to untold amount of, of young people, um, and whether you want to admit it or not, you are responsible for changing an awful lot of lives. So thank you both for that. That's about all we got time for this week. I'm going to leave you with a question of the week that kind of spins into something that Freddie said a moment ago. Um, there's a lot of speculation over a week or so ago, coach Jay Wright hung up, hung it up, hung up the whistle, caught a lot of people off guard. This new era, you know, the way the portal works is a lot more demanding. You look at someone like coach Wright, all of his kids, most of them were three, four-year players. That's who he was. That's who Massimino was. That's what Villanova was. If you could weigh in um, on Twitter at 15 Good Minutes or here on YouTube at 15 Good Minutes, what are your thoughts on the way the transfer portal is used in the NCAA today, specifically for, for basketball? Good, bad, and different. Do you like it? Don't you like it? So, um, again, with that, we're glad you guys were rocking with us today. Uh, we do appreciate the time that you spend listening to us. We're on every major pod podcast platform as well as YouTube. And we're thankful for the time that you guys spend with us. Um, gentlemen, that's all I got today. You guys got anything before we break? Not a thing.
this show was probably one of my favorite favorite episodes thus far. It, it, it was it was because it was more so uh, from, from a personal perspective. So th- th- this topic was was one of my uh, more favorite favorite topics. Just the beginning, buddy. We got more to come. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. We'll All see right. you guys next week. Be good. <laughs>